So welcome to Dojo Universe program here for uh, Wednesday. I guess, what's today? June 27th. It's getting to be frighteningly late in June. And uh, the theme of today's, um, I was going to call it a class, but the theme of the show today is just going to be uh, playing a few recordings. And um, I would say that, uh, Vin, I'm sure you would agree the competition season is is heating up. It is. I think it's picking up steam. I think bands are starting to uh, travel and play their hearts out, so I think it's evident. Yeah, it's, it's getting heated up. We had a pretty uh, intense more and more practice over the weekend. Anyway, uh, we're going to start with a recording from the Ohio Games. This will be the City of Washington pipe band in Ohio. And um, they recently, I guess Ohio was on Saturday, right, the Ohio Games. And... Uh, they competed against the Great Lakes Band, and if I'm not mistaken, I think the Great Lakes Band won the contest. Yeah, I haven't been able to, right to you, confirm. I haven't been able to confirm that one way or the other, but I'm sure somebody out there can fill us in. Was it an EOS PBA Games? Uh, I don't think so. The Ohio, I don't, I don't really know. It's all mixed up. <laughs> like some some things are and some things aren't. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, we could be the judge today, I guess. Let's get started by listening to City of Washington. Here we go.
so <clears throat> that was the city of Washington from the um, Ohio games, I guess, this past weekend. And I was just sort of scouring the internet there, and it would appear that the Great Lakes band did get first place with the best drum corps prize as well. Um, I find that was, there a, uh, was I, it a combined contest of MSR and medley? Was that was that? I was believe so. It yeah. seems to be. I mean, um, it doesn't have breakdowns or anything. Uh, it just lists them as being the winner of the MSR and medley contest. So theoretically, they must have combined it together. Um, what? Um, I mean, this this sort of happens a lot in the two band contest. What you can happen. What what can happen is that. Um, and let me turn on my webcam here make it a little bit uh, a little bit better welcome to New York everyone oh, my camera is a little bit sketchy there it's kind of jerky uh, I can fix that in a moment but uh, <clears throat> anyway in a two band contest especially if one band has a better drum core and then theoretically better ensemble as well you could have a better pipe section and still win the contest so I'm wondering if that's maybe here because um, we'll have a listen to the yeah. Great Lakes band here as well. Let me let me uh, bring them up. But then, um, uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think I mean it's two, two band contests. It's always tough no matter who's playing. You know, it's always a the judges always in their minds. It's always going to be either or. So I think some some factors that may push bands further down the list or push them to the top, toward the top of the list, might not get as much consideration as just sort of the simple, oh, is this band better or is that band better choice, you know? Yeah, I think it's a, I'm just putting, it's up, a picture from, uh, okay. putting up a picture from the, the last time Oren Moore went to the Ohio games. <laughs> this, is, this is what happened around uh, Cleveland. <laughs> the last time. <laughs> yeah. There's Donna That's, Hanks there. You, you with take the, with these the hits, and then you move on. <laughs> yeah, what an exciting trip that was, burning up <laughs> uniforms in the back of the bus. Now, Carl, you were um, you were with us at that point, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was on the bus, but my uniform wasn't on the bus, unlike some people's. That got yeah, burned. we lost a few uniforms, and a couple drums got a little warped, but luckily all the pipes made it off, but... That's yeah. uh, just what comes to mind when uh, uh, when I think about the Ohio games. That and the tornado warnings <laughs> all that day. Oh, yeah, I remember the, the tornado day. warnings, too. Here we were in a wide-open field uh, with, you know, no shelter or anything. They did eventually get us a bus, but uh, I digress. Let's listen to the Great Lakes band. So this is the band that uh, won the contest at Ohio, so we'll see um, what we think.
Okay. Well, uh, it's an interesting it's... variety in that medley. Yeah. Um, want to come on the camera with me, Vin? There you go. There we go. Whoa! Sigh. Cool. It's a gorgeous day. Day. I'm sitting on my back deck. <laughs> no wonder why your connections keep cutting in and out. <laughs> um, so I don't know I mean if uh, here's, the, here's the deal here I'm going to go on a limb here and I'm going to say um, first of all I'm going to start with my hamburger model and I'm going to say I thought both bands were pretty darn good a little bit on the small side right like neither band had a lot of players um, yeah. and so a little bit small sound but I'm going, I'm going to go on a limb here and I'm going to say that there's no way uh, Great Lakes could win that contest. Um, and it's not to say that they mm. played badly, but but uh, if we go down our checklist here, I'm going to say that mm -hmm. um, from an first of all, from an ensemble perspective, City of Washington was a far better band. Drum corps playing mm -hmm. much, much tighter to the pipe corps. So there's no way Great Lakes could have won the ensemble there, in my opinion. Uh, like I just felt, especially if you listen to the end of the Great Lakes medley there yeah. uh, you could hear it giant kind of lost steam a little bit problems. yeah going going toward the end there to sort of like tumbling down the hill kind of you know yeah really big there. ensemble problems there and um so i mean and again this is only on the assumption that the msr was for great lakes than it was for city of washington um and so uh yeah but my point would be so and then uh, definitely, without question, City of Washington had a cleaner, tidier uh, pipe section with a much better sound. Now, and again, I don't want to. I want to mm -hmm. make it clear. I, I don't think Great Lakes was poor, but I think City of Washington was much further ahead there. So that would be three firsts. So even if Great Lakes did win the drumming, City of Washington would have won the medley contest. Uh, yeah. and then, uh, maybe. The only scenario under which Great Lakes could have won would yeah. would have been well. I, I mean, you know, you this is the uh, this is the trouble you get into an either or kind of contest. You know, like the, you're making a choice one way or the other, and you know, a judge standing there thinking about the sound quality going down the checklist could easily favor their musical variety over, say, City of Washington's more sort of controlled maybe a little more square presentation of, of their material you know so it's like a toss-up like it's like you know flipping a coin at that point you know uh, based on what somebody's standing there thinking you know yeah I mean it's uh, like clearly the judges must have heard something different than I was hearing in the medley mm -hmm. in, unless um, this result was accurate that I sort of predicted here in the medley and then um, somehow um, the Great Lakes Band got three out of four firsts in the MSR. So that's possible. It could have been a, yeah. a tight contest there. Yeah. Sounded like they did the snares and the bass in, in on the second row off. Uh, sure, Phil, I can play that again. Uh, Yeah, I'm not quite sure what you're asking there, Phil, but. Yeah, they might have been in a little bit late after the roll there. Hmm. Tends to happen. Yeah, it's, it's those kinds of things that don't get picked up well on the on these videos, you know. It's these little sort of details, you know, the, the sort of uh, maybe the minor timing issues or something like that, that somebody standing right there in the circle would have definitely heard, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, so so that's the Ohio result. I, I think that City of Washington seemed better to me. Um, uh, and uh, I guess one thing I should do, too, is uh, point out the um, uh, the fellow who uploaded those videos, whose audio was used. Um, so let me do that quickly. Let me find what that is. So, um, <clears throat> That would be, 
A guy named whose username is this. Um, so I typed it into the chat. M A I M U N S B C. My Muns B C or something. <laughs> so um, that was his YouTube video that we used the audio from. So thought we'd give him a little bit of credit. Um, the next um, re recordings I'm going to play are from the Grade One contest at the Coquitlam Games. And boy, from the video, it was like really raining significantly. It was wet there. <laughs> um, I thought what we could do is. Uh, I'll play SFU's new medley, which is kind of hot off the presses, and and then you're saying you don't like it very much. Well, yeah, I'm. Well, <laughs> I wasn't a fan, you know. I heard it. That was the that's the first time I've heard it, and uh, you know, maybe there's maybe there's it's still still baking, as it were. But I think uh, musically, it was I just didn't do it for me, you know. Not in SFU's typical style, like they're they're really they really grab you and bring you along, usually. And this one, this medley seemed to sort of disconnect, just sort of throw me off track a couple of times. I don't know, music, just from just from a I think sort of listening perspective, uh, you know. Yeah, it's definitely maybe a little bit difficult to follow uh, where they're coming from here. But anyway, let's have yeah. a listen. I know that um, it's brand new for them, so uh, I don't know, uh, I wouldn't expect just it as to a, be as, as, a, as an aside, have you've, you've played, have you played at these games and you, the band plays on a track, you know, sort of a you know a running yes. track. Sort of, it's one of those artificial sort of rubber kind of things, right? And that's what it looks like anyway from the video. Yes. So I would imagine, given the amount of rain, <laughs> that they're basically playing in a puddle. Yeah, although it's better than playing on grass in the rain. But, but you're <laughs> right about that. Um, it's really wet. The other thing too is it's a little bit echoey because um, because it's underneath this awning thing. So oh, really? you'll find so you'll find the recording a bit echoey, but let's have a go at it. Let's see what they're up to. Do.
do you think? Second thoughts, Finn? Any second thoughts? No, I think uh, I think I'm sticking with my original my original impression. Really? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I, th- uh, I think you know it's it's it's, it's not even so much. It's their style is like you know they got a, a, a there's a bunch of stuff in that medley that's that's classic SFU you know and and they're trying to do something a little different with that 400 percent which was one of my favorite pieces from the uh, from the concert and uh, they're sort of mixing it with more traditional more of the traditional idiom which I don't I'm not sure they match you know I'm not just it's more it's strictly taste you know um, I don't know I definitely liked the uh, the ending bit there but I was a little skeptical on the first listen but second time through here um, I quite enjoyed that yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I know, think, it's... Uh... Go ahead, Vin. Vin, go ahead. Oh, no, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I think it's good. I think it needs... Uh, I think they're missing some golden opportunities in there from a compositional perspective. One of the things for sure mm-hmm. is that the slow air... The slow air is in the same key as that ending tune, right? That 400% tune mm-hmm. that they're playing. And so there's got to be right. some way to tie it in in the middle. I feel like the sleeping tune is yeah. just kind of stuck in there and it doesn't really, uh, you know, it doesn't really seem to other than being a somewhat interesting tune. But uh, I think there are yeah. definitely and, and it's, and it's and rhythmically, it's, it's, vastly di- say, it's vastly different rhythmically. So it's, say, it's like, what do you, you know... Okay. You know, I don't know. Go ahead, Ben. Your delay is really bad. No, it's, a, it's I can't really hear what I'm is saying. it? Is it? Oh, okay. Um, I'm just saying rhythmically, those two tunes, even though it's like the music, you know, sort of musically, they're they're sort of similar that way, but rhythmically, they're they're just vastly different, and you can hear it in the drumming treatment as well. It's like just it's almost like the medley's in two parts, and it's I don't know. No. Yeah, that could be. Um, well, that's a uh, that's good. Let's listen to um, their friendly rivals, the Daco Street, uh, Daco Triumph Street pipe band. There, we'll see what they're up to here. And uh, it's just uploading here. Okay, let's have a listen to this. See what we, this would, I think, is uh, their number one medley from last year, but we'll see what, what they're sounding like here.
<clears throat> well, there you go. Um, Vin, I think if you leave your camera off, it might be less of a delay. Your camera yeah, you think so? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep... be right about that. So um, that was kind of interesting. I, it's really hard to tell with that echo, but um, I'd say that the medley sounded pretty good. Um, yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed that. Added, I thought that was really interesting. Um, they seem to have added a few things uh, from last year at the Worlds. Namely, uh, what I noticed was the harmony in the third part there of Maggie Cameron, which was kind of cool. Um, so, so that's pretty interesting. What yeah. um, what else did you hear? I heard some funny Fs. I heard some funny Fs going yeah, it's, on. It's, it's, I don't know what was going on with that microphone though, but it was like it was a little hard to pick up some stuff. Yeah, it sounded like maybe they had some collapsing F problems. Um, I can't really hear clearly, but sort of those that catchy sort of F sound that you can get when the reed starts to get wet. So, um, <clears throat> so that was pretty interesting. Um, other than that, though, I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, it's still, you know, it's still not, um, even with the new SFU medley, right, it's, and even with the echo, right, it's still not quite the same effect that SFU is able to get, you know, like, um, but it's certainly, you could say, uh, you know, approaching, it's approaching being in the ballpark there. Yeah, it's it's just it's not surprising. I, mean, I think they, they're trying to do a lot um, rhythmically and and melodically that maybe they're they're just shy of the mark a couple of times, you know, here and there. Um, but it's you can you can hear where they're what they're going for, you know. And if they ever nail it, um, it's it's going to sound pretty impressive, I think. Definitely, I'm definitely with you on that one. So anyway, uh, you know, just some some recordings from around the scene. Um, and we, you know, definitely while it's this time of year, we like to take advantage of that. Um, if anyone out there uh, would like to suggest uh, events or recordings that we should sort of pick up on, you know, we, we've played a lot of grade one bands and grade two bands, but we'll play anything, um, especially, uh, you know, if we can get several bands from the same contest, that'd be great. So be sure to uh, email us and... Uh, let us know there. Our email is info yeah. at dojouniversity.com. If, if, uh, yeah. if so I would spread the, spread the word to your friends who are, who are out and about the games, too. We need, you know, sort of good videographers, you know, um, to take decent sounding video. And it would be good to actually know that certain some contest somewhere has got, like, all the bands or something like that instead of, like, half the bands or just, you know, some things like that. So, yeah. So, Vin, um, I guess the, the other thing on the agenda today was um, that you've got a new sort of feature article coming up all about sort of recording yourself and how to do that. And um, yeah, I guess, yeah. you know, what we were going to do is just kind of have you um, talk through, you know, what we're, what we're going to be looking forward to here. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I'm sure you talked a lot about this. You talk a lot about this in Dojo uh, University in various classes, and I know... You know, the, the Bruce Gandy class um, every Wednesday has been, uh, you know, very keen on, on recording and how to evaluate your own playing and things like that. So the, the, so the value of recording yourself as, as, a, as a tool, you know, for your own progress is not to, can't be overstated, you know. Um, but what surprises me is, is how, in the dark, how much in the dark people are about how to go about doing it, which is really strange this day and age, you know, with all the devices and technology at our fingertips, you know. Um, so I'm remedying that, <laughs> um, you know, recordings that I've been, that I've been posting up in that classes, you know, people are, seem very impressed by it. You know, I don't really do a whole lot, but the things I do, you know, I do for a purpose. So I'm going to cover that. Like, um, you know, the device I use is the Zoom H2, which a lot of people seem to, you know, use these days for piping. It's perfect. Um, but I do a couple of other things I think, you know, just add up to a better result, um, and uh, and and just I'm going to go over that and sort of, you know, that would be a good weekend project for people to go out and acquire some equipment and, you know, what uh, set up their practice rooms and. If I want to record myself and I don't know much about computers and if I just want it to be easy, you know, what's what's the bottom line? What are you going to tell people to do? Well, I, unfortunately, I don't think there's any shortcuts. You know, I think having the Zoom. Uh, most of the things I'm going to be covering are use the Zoom, which I think is probably the best thing out there. 
Um, and certainly you can do everything on it. Um, it's a lot easier and a lot faster and a lot better um, to be able to use uh, software uh, on your computer, you know. And, and I'm making the presumption that people who are going to be reading this article have access to a computer since it is on the Internet. So uh, I don't think it's, it's too much of a, of a jump to, you know, load up some software and, and start acquiring some skills, you know. I think, you know, no one should be afraid. And I, and I think, you know, if you're afraid of, uh, you know, tunes when you're learning them, um, you're going to be afraid of everything. I think most people sort of jump into tunes and try their best. I think this is no different, you know. Just take the take the plunge, you know. Start monkeying around and playing around. Um, it is easy. I don't think I, I think that's one of the things I want to emphasize, and I think that hopefully the article will take care of that. It is easy. There's not very many steps involved, and getting those skills is really um, like anything else. Once you start playing around with it, it becomes a snap and takes you five minutes to do the things you need to do. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think uh, for for musicians that make a lot of noise, it's it's just it's it's just I don't know. It just it seems like a big gap for people. You know, for for us to not actually take the steps to record ourselves and what we hear on you know a regular basis. You know, whether it's band right. practice or you know concerts you and things like that. Why don't I just go to Walmart and get one of those thirty dollar MP3 recorder things? Oh, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You got to get something that's got that's got a good microphone. I think the Zoom. And others like that for the money um, come, you know, come with a decent microphone that uh, attenuates on the fly, so it adjusts its volume attenuation and its gain um, based on the amount of sound it's getting. So, well, what I like know, about playing, the Zoom too you know, is that the Zoom can you can set it to automatically figure out what the gain should be, and then you can also mm -hmm. just set it manually, which I think is ultimately the best way to do it. Is to just do yeah. a sound check at the beginning. But the simple way, you're right, is for that auto-adjust. And that's where the, the, remember, the mini-discs were so popular back in the day is because they did that. They sensed right. the audio level and they adjusted. The problem with that is, you know, if, as you move closer and further away, it, it makes on-the-go adjustments, which do sort of, um, ultimately, yeah. you wouldn't, you would, it wouldn't sound like a studio recording. But right. meanwhile, the Zoom has the ability to sound as good as a studio recording. Right. And I think through trial and error, people discover that, uh, you know, your, your computer, although good for doing a lot of different stuff, just can't handle the pipes, you know. You just never get a decent recording unless you're sticking well, it, like, under mic. pillows or something like that, you know. That's right. it's a, the recording. microphone is meant for, you know, it's meant for a specific dynamic range mm -hmm. uh, for speaking. So when we do our Dojo U classes and we speak and we play the practice channel, the mics are relatively well cut out for that. Um, but as soon as we want to get greater detail and... A greater dynamic range, right? The mic distorts, and it's yeah, good. Exactly, and and it's and I think it's 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 crucial too because you want you want a pleasing recording because it, it it's it's more clear, um, and you can really listen to some of the nuances that you're trying to sort of pick out of your own playing. You know, it's whether it's sound, um, whether it's you know expression or anything like that that you're trying to really listen for. You can't you can't get a good sense of that stuff if you've got lots of distortion and sort of gravelly background noise and various other things like that. So you know, you want to, you want to create tracks. I mean, and it, and these days with these devices and, and the technology, you're creating tracks that are as good as anything you've got on your world's greatest pipers CDs. So, um, I think I think it's a it's a good thing to have an archive of of your personal performances. For a lot of yeah, reasons, you know. I um for and one of the things I recently discovered, and Matt Griffin actually from last night, he uses it to make a lot of his music. Um, but I recently discovered an extremely affordable, um, highly uh, awesome sound editing software called Reaper. Reaper? Uh, yeah. Interesting. And it's, um, you do have to buy a license, but it's on the honor code. So you can have your free trial for a really long time, if you know what I'm saying. So it's, <laughs> right. it's essentially free, and, and you could obviously... You could try it and experiment with it uh, as long as you want, but it does multi-tracking. It has a bunch of really amazing plugins, so you could literally put together, uh, you could literally put together a professional quality recording with a Zoom microphone and the Reaper software. Like you know, um, Reaper is yeah. very similar to the software that we used to record our Gil Creus CD, um, which. Um, Excellent. Yeah, I've, I've I've used I cover I mean I've used exclusively only because I have uh, Adobe Creative Suite I use uh, Adobe Sound Booth which is an awesome 
program, which was Adobe's attempt to really sort of corner that kind of uh, audio editing market, you know. Um, it's a great program. Um, Adobe stopped supporting it last year, I found out, and uh, re replaced it with some other fancier thing that's now part of Creative Suite, but uh, you can still get your hands on the old the old version. Uh, it's definitely worth it. Cause you, and actually, one of the uh, things I haven't tried about it is that you can actually uh, edit um, video audio as well. So you can load your, your band footage from your local games into Soundbooth and actually improve the sound quality if you've got, you know, sort of a crappy video mic, which every video recorder has. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I haven't tried that yet, and that might be an interesting thing to, f to fool around with as well. So you can actually start posting YouTube videos that are um, pleasing to listen to as well as watch. So, Yeah, I, um, you know, Vin, while we're on the topic, let me, uh, I have... Um, some recordings that I've actually uh, I released two CDs of music when I was in, in uh, college and um, I used uh, my own computer software to do it so what I thought I could do is I'll play uh, some music that I made uh, and maybe we'll close out the show that way so you can sort of see what's possible with just even some halfway decent equipment you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, and it's really, I mean, if you really want to get fancy with uh, multi-instruments and, and multiple instruments and things like that, you can really have some fun, you know, playing around with this stuff. I mean, I do, which is really kind of where, where I'm at now. It's like just from fooling around, I've come up with a, a process that works, you know, for me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, <clears throat> hey, um, new topic uh, before we wrap up. How cool was Matt Griffin's class last night? Oh, it was very cool. It was excellent. Um, I'm looking forward to the to the, um, upcoming weeks. I think it's going to be awesome. I've, now, now I'm listening to like, uh, you know, medieval chanting music. I got that downloading in my, my bug, playlist huh? now. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's uh, really really awesome. Uh, if you're a member of Dojo U, make sure you uh, check out that in the archives and get caught up. It's ba it's yeah. like it's like the next big show. You know, there's HBO, there's Showtime, and now there's Dojo U. <laughs> And um, music history for bagpipers is a, a yeah. really, really cool. We played some really good yeah. music. It's really interesting only because I, you know so much of like bagpipe study is is done almost like in a vacuum. You know, whenever you read the stuff that's out there that's been published and been written um, in the past and in the present, like in the last ten years or so, it's it all seems to be done in a vacuum, like as if there was this like little pocket of pipers and you know people that that you know played pipe music, but. You know, when you start looking at it, it's really impossible to disconnect that from the broader sort of musical sort of progress, you know. And you got, yeah. you know, medieval composers who are revolutionizing the way, you know, music is, is written down and, and, and sung and performed. You know, it was impossible to, to, to escape that influence if you were a piper in Scotland somewhere, I think. I don't know if I agree uh, with your argument there, but yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm starting to think about, like, sort of the religious... Uh, conflicts that were that were stewing around the around the same time you know you had you had almost a hundred years of of uh you know when was the anglican church formed I'm, I'm trying to think of the date um but you know from that point forward you had a lot of stuff going on and that liturgical music was a big part of people's lives mm -hmm. um and 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 no matter where you were whether you were in the, you know the you know the <laughs> the rocky hills of the highlands or or in, in the in the lowlands you know in the north of england or something like that i think that kind of music was heard just about everywhere. I mean, it wasn't just the composers we know about. You're, you're talking about people who would learn from them and went to their homes and did that very same thing yeah. in their well, various places. I so, think, um, yeah, I, I'm sure they were, they put sure their own spin on it too. You I'm know, sure there were so, bagpipes around and stuff. But I think what you're what you're trying to argue is that the pipers must have been influenced by this style of music, and I think that's. I don't think that's true. I, I think that uh, certainly the style of piping that uh, you know that we like. I don't to think, think in a strict sense, maybe not in a strict sense, influence, but um, you know the, the actual. Um, I don't know. I mean, Bebrock has a very similar quality to some of the liturgical uh, music that came out of the medieval period, I think, and, and, it, and it may have sort of departed and sort of went off in its own direction at some point and, and served other purposes, but. The similarities are there. I think there's uh, Barnaby Brown has, has sort of made those kinds of connections as well. Like that, that as you know, students of pipe music, you can't ignore the liturgical side of of the of the music. 
you know, and and it's functional aspects as well that way. So. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so that class was really cool. Uh, you guys should definitely check it out, and he'll be back next Tuesday, of course, continuing on. Um, his outline as, as he moves forward is pretty uh, creative and interesting. Yeah. But I'm um, forward, anyway, I'm really excited. To uh, to finish off the show because I, I want to make sure we don't go too long, but. Um, so here's a track from my uh, Gil Creus CD, and we, a couple of things. We just put it up for sale again on pipersoja.com, so the link is there. Um, it's spelled, uh, well, Carl, of course, spelled it wrong, but that's okay. That's sort of his, that's what he does. That's his identity. But um, uh, <clears throat> it's in there under solo music CDs, uh, Gil Creus, C-I-L-L. C-H-R-I-O-S-D. And anyway, um, Matt Griffin and I uh, did this project together. Um, and so uh, here's another track from that CD. And uh, uh, yeah, it's just kind of... And, and then I guess the third thing is we did this all from the back room in, in my apartment in Vancouver. So um, so the possibilities are really there for recording. So let's listen to that. And uh, uh, after that, we'll, I guess, see you next week. So... Uh, Vin, thanks again for joining me, and thanks, everybody, for coming. All right. Have a good afternoon, everybody. And uh, we'll have a listen, and then we'll see you later.